the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, June the 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. And it is the first day of summer. Summer began at 5.14 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time today. I used to always say, because I always kind of hate to see the days, it's just, I guess I have a mental issue, but I always hate to see the days stop getting longer, more daylight. Today we turn the corner and the days start getting shorter. I prefer light to dark. And um, so I've always done that. I made the comment a few years ago on this radio program, in fact, about how, man, I just hate it when we turn the corner here. My sister-in-law in Yakima, one of Marjorie's two sisters, lives in Yakima. And she said, and she called me and she said, or contacted me or something, and she said, why do you hate my birthday? I have never said again that I didn't, that I hated it, that it returned. I just prefer light to dark, but I love my wife's sister. Happy birthday. And I love this day, even though I don't like to see the day start getting shorter again. On June 21st, 1788, the United States Constitution went into effect as New Hampshire became the ninth state to ratify it. Today, in 1834, Cyrus Hall McCormick received a patent for his reaping machine. I remember McCormick tractors. There were a few of them around in the orchards that I grew up in, the Yakima Valley. Today, in 1942, a Japanese submarine fired shells at Fort Stevens on the Oregon coast, caused little damage. Today, in 1954, the American Cancer Society presented a study to the American Medical Association, which found that men who regularly smoke cigarettes died at a considerably higher rate than non-smokers. Today, in 1973, the U.S. Supreme Court in Miller v. California ruled that states may ban materials found to be obscene according to local standards. Today, in 1982, a jury in Washington, D.C. found John Hinckley Jr. not guilty by reason of insanity in the shootings of President Ronald Reagan and three other men. Hinckley was released last week. Amazingly enough, after all those years, he shot President Ronald Reagan. He was trying to kill him, obviously. When they let him go last week, he immediately tweeted, After 41 years, two months, and 15 days, freedom at last. Do they think he's completely cured now that he spent that time in incarceration or he actually wasn't in jail. He was in a hospital for, I think, 30 years, a mental hospital, and then he's been under some kind of confinement. Well, I don't know. I think they should keep an eye. I I don't know. I mean, I, God can heal. And if God has restored him, so be it. But I haven't heard anything like that. 
I've just heard that they just released him. They just let him go. We'll see what happens in his life. I don't know. Today in 1989, a sharply divided Supreme Court ruled that burning the American flag as a form of political protest was protected by the First Amendment. And today in 2011, the Food and Drug Administration announced that cigarette packs in the United States would have to carry images that included rotting teeth and gums, diseased lungs, and a sewn-up corpse of a smoker as part of the graphic campaign aimed at discouraging Americans from lighting up. Well, I think not lighting up is a good idea. There's a lot of evidence out there that smoking is not good for us, for sure. There's no question about that, but sometimes it just bothers me that the government tends to overreach. And there are always those who want to manipulate it. The Spokesman Review, the Spokane, Washington newspaper, read an article. Um, I saw it yesterday. They published it either yesterday or on Sunday. Spokane Crosswalk is soon going to get a prismatic (laughs) makeover, they say. The new city-funded community crosswalk, this is Spokane, as funded over the next three years, will decorate with community artwork six crosswalks on arterials or in business districts. The first of those, this is what caught my attention, the first of those will be a rainbow crosswalk to represent LGBTQ pride, while the other designs will be decided through a community outreach process that's still taking shape. Rainbow Crosswalks, the Spokesman Review reports, exist in other communities such as Seattle, that's correct, San Francisco, I'm sure it does, and just recently, Yakima. The place of my birth. Why would they do that? The Yakima I grew up in would not have. Specifically, for a rainbow crosswalk that makes a statement that Spokane is an inclusive place, that everyone here matters, that everyone belongs, says Spokane City Councilman Zach Zapone. Especially, he said, we're seeing LGBT rights taken away across the country. Right here in our own neighborhood, next door, we're seeing instances of threats and intimidation. And he goes on and on and on. He clearly has put, and some of you listening would probably know him, He clearly is an activist, and this has been his project, and he has walked this thing through under the guise of, you know, improving the environment in the city. He championed, the Spokesman Review says, he championed the Community Crosswalks program through an affirmative council, city council vote last week. He hopes to see the rainbow crosswalk painted sometime in the summer. Interestingly enough, they're going to be doing six of these, apparently, in, in Spokane. And while the other five community crosswalks won't necessarily all be rainbows, the Supreme or the Spokesman Review says, they could be. <laughs> if they could be, they probably will be, unless someone stands up and stops them. And not many people want to stand up and stop this momentum of this unbelievable movement that we're seeing unfold before our eyes. Zapone says it's not just any old crosswalk. There's economic opportunity. There's safety improvements. There's just a cultural impact that public art and it provides a public good to our community. And then the 
Spokesman Review uh, quotes a thing from Bloomberg um, that says that um, they evaluated 17 asphalt art sites in Florida, Georgia, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. They didn't say what they were, but I would assume they're gay-oriented, homosexual-oriented. I don't know. But anyway, they said that they found that it there was a 50% decrease in crashes involving pedestrians or other uh, vulnerable road users and a 37% decrease in crashes that resulted in injuries after the artwork was installed. You know, I kind of, I honestly, I don't believe that. I believe they got those results, but I, I don't know about that. I think there's a place for artwork at speaking of, of Washington and, and artwork. Toppenish years ago, many years ago, put up these murals on the, on the sides of the buildings there and, and it's pretty extensive, but it's all to do with with a history that's shared, and at least all of them I've seen. I, I don't know about recently. I haven't been there recently, but all of them that I've seen uh, had they were like historic. You know, the history of agriculture, and they had all you know the pioneers coming out here and all that kind of thing. I don't know. Everything seems now to be the object of of attention to use as a tool to promote either the homosexual agenda or some far-left progressive ideology. Everything. It doesn't matter what it is. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that today. But the city council legislation approved last, last week's budget of $300,000 to put in these crosswalks. And one of the city councilmen, I think it was, I um, can't remember his name. I think it was Bingle. Is there a councilman Bingle? I think he looked into and he said that he found out that the uh, crosswalks in the cities cost $500 to $1,000. You know, the white thing you walk across and, you know, and people know you're in a crosswalk kind of thing. It's between $500 and $1,000 to put these in place. And that would probably be true in most cities. I mean, it depends. I guess, on how wide the street is, how much paint it uses, and how much labor it uses. But $500 to $1,000, but they're looking at $50,000 per crosswalk. And Zapone is all over this. He sees an opportunity here. In fact, the, the article goes on in, this, in the uh, Spokesman Review to say that, I mean, they're quoting him, but he's saying that, he said, there were neighborhoods that were competing against each other, trying to market it because they wanted the crosswalk in their neighborhood. He's talking about the homosexual, the gay rights, pride, the pride uh, crosswalk. So there is that loophole and spoken that all of these, this whole 300 grand could go toward advancing the gay agenda. I mean, should government, local government or otherwise be promoting an agenda? Everybody doesn't share in that agenda. I mean, why would they do? I mean, can we put in a crosswalk somewhere? I mean, Spokane or somewhere else. Can we put a crosswalk where we have the 12 disciples and Jesus at the Last Supper? I mean, that could calm people. That would cause accidents not to happen, probably. Can we not put up the cross? of Jesus Christ, or maybe maybe a, a picture of, of Christ raising from the dead. Oh, that's separation of church and state. Well, this other is a religion. I mean, it's an agenda that's been given religious status. 
I mean, it is. Pride, that's what it's about. We're really getting screwed up with all this stuff, and we're not thinking very well, in my opinion. I'm, I'm sure, in fact, I know there are those who disagree with me, for sure. But boy, I'll tell you. But in the midst of all of this chaos and nonsense and just idiocy, I believe that God is still in control, and I believe that God has a plan, and I believe that God has purposes, and they are for the extension of not the kingdom of pride or whatever, but God has his purposes for the extension of the kingdom of God. And he shall reign forever and ever and ever like Handel wrote in his Messiah. Isaiah wrote in chapter 40, verse 31, you've memorized this verse, I hope, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The psalmist, he understood that too. He knew he knew even in difficult times when things are just upside down, he knew God was still working. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 27:14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Clearly, he wrote those words under the inspiration of God, of course. But he wrote those words in a time of impatience and maybe a little discouragement and feeling a little weak or a little overrun by circumstances. So wait. Be of good courage. The Lord will strengthen your heart. Just wait on the Lord. Just trust him. That I'm not talking about becoming apathetic. We have enough apathetic people in our world today, but just wait and see what God does. As Yogi Berra used to say, the great baseball player, the catcher for the New York Yankees, he used to say, it ain't over till it's over. It's true. It ain't. <laughs> it isn't. It's not over till it's over. Well, the Supreme Court came out with a couple of rulings today. We were hoping, I, I wondered, in fact, if they would come out with their ruling on abortion, on Roe v. Wade specifically. It's not specifically on Roe v. Wade, but it will bring down Roe v. Wade, this other, um, this other issue that we saw it leaked. And if they stay with what the leaked document or the draft of their ruling said, uh, Roe v. Wade is history. I mean, all for all practical purposes. So um, it's things are going to blow up. I mean, the other side is the, the flames are being fanned. Uh, the vice president of the United States is out there fanning the flames. I'm going to talk a little bit about what she's been doing lately to kind of, to the best of her ability, and she is a little more um, coherent than um, her boss, I guess, the, the president. But she's really stirring, stirring up the coals, and others are that are very articulate, are doing the same. Um, they're kind of anticipating when the Supreme Court will try will come out with this ruling and they're anticipating that what we saw in the leaked draft we still don't know who leaked it uh i think the american public have a right to know that i think john roberts is derelict in his duties if he doesn't get to the bottom of it and tell america what happened we deserve to know that but 
they will come out with this probably closer to the end of their term. I don't know. I mean, they may put the ruling out publicly, but there's going to be a lot of chaos. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of rioting. There's going to be a lot of uh, things focused at the pro-life community and the church community in general, because we are the standard bearers for the sanctity of life. The rest of the culture is either apathetic and just silent or they're activists for abortion. And that is the killing of unwanted children in the womb up to the moment of birth. And it is a tragic time in America that we see this. There's also a ruling that it will be coming out soon um, because they're nearing the end of their of their of this uh, session on Coach Joe Kennedy. Remember him from Bremerton, the guy that coached that would kneel, take a knee and pray, and it became a big deal. And he went through several courts, local and of course the local ones were very very liberal, and they ruled against him and his right religious right to religious freedom but um it's gone all the way to the supreme court now so they're going to be uh putting out a um ruling on that as well but today the this morning the ruling came out it's interesting it's it has to do with a main with a main school the, the state of maine it's a rural school district uh that they've been giving parents a stipend to use for private secular instruction the Supreme Court ruled, and this went through some courts out there locally as well, as I understand it, but the Supreme Court ruled the ban on using the money at religious schools violates the First Amendment. They're always they're always using this, the, and they're always referring to separation of church and state. I mean, it's a mantra. It's like a religious mantra to these people. And they go on and on and on, and that's not at all what... The, the whole thing is built on a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptists, the Danbury Baptists were concerned that the government was going to establish this state religion just like they had fled in England. And they didn't want that. And they didn't they didn't cross the ocean and come here and build a community to end up where they were when they left England. I mean, that was the bottom line. And they were very concerned about it. And the Baptists were not getting all of the benefits that some of the other established churches were getting at the time. And they were a little little anxious about it. So they contact Thomas Jefferson and he writes back and says, don't worry about it. We have built in a wall of separation to keep the government out of the church's business. And we have gone from that to this. They have turned that on its ear. They have made good evil. They have turned it on its ear and they use it against religious freedom. They use it against an expression of faith in America today. And people have allowed them, the public has allowed them to do that over the last, well, since the 1960s, when Madeleine Murray O'Hare went on her rampage to get prayer out of schools and all that kind of thing. That was never the intention of our founding fathers, nor was it the intention of Thomas Jefferson. It is night and day. It's 180 degrees different. So anyway, this there's these rural schools in Maine, and they didn't, I mean, I guess they didn't have a, a high school in these areas, so they have to seek other means. I guess it's homeschooling and one thing or another. And so the, the parents were given a tax consideration to buy books and stuff for their, for their kids because the kids that have schools 
in their areas, got books and so on. So this became a big deal, and the court ruled on it, and they ruled in favor. They said, no, that's not a violation of church and state. That's a that, that's simply the right thing to do, and it and it does not violate the Constitution. So that ruling came out six to three, majority. I I, I found it interesting that uh, Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor, wrote the she's a, an Obama appointee. Uh, she wrote the the uh, dissent on it. And she said, among other things, she said, this court continues to dismantle the wall of separation between church and state that the framers fought to build. The framers never fought to build anything like what they are saying that they did. They fought to keep the government from meddling in the church's affairs. Honest. That's exactly what happened. And nobody can deny that in light of what of, of the history and what we the body of evidence that we have including Jefferson's letter to the Danbury Baptist explaining it Sotomayor wrote with growing concern for where this court will lead us next I respectfully dissent well hopefully ma'am this court will lead us back to some kind of sanity and much closer to the constitution that was ratified Today, way back, I read it a few moments ago on our Things in History. Boy, I'll tell you, we have truly lost our way. But there's hope. I believe that. I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't say it. But boy, there are a lot of things for us to be aware of, and that's why we do what we do to try to keep us in this kind of a in a position of being informed, but not discouraged and not overwhelmed by it all. I mean, don't be overwhelmed. Lately, I've been encouraging those of you who listen to this program to help us financially stand with us and thanking all of you who do. I got this new letter. I've particularly been concerned about KPDQ in Portland because we aren't meeting budget there. And it's it's only been a year and a little bit longer. And it usually it takes normally about three years for ministries to break even. That hasn't been our experience at all. It's been much, much sooner than that. But we're not making the budget on the Portland station. We have listeners. We're hearing from listeners around the state and in Southwest Washington, I got this letter from Woodland who listens to community. It says to Gary Randall, dear sir, I recently discovered your 1230 PM program and listen to it every day. You're to be admired for your Christian heart and courage. If we had more like you very kindly, our nation would not be in this current mess. Well, I, I hope and pray that would be true. And I think it would be if we'd stand up for what we believe. Anyway, he said, I've often thought as you describe how the media made so much of the proud boys. And I did. And I said, I do not, I do not in any way condone uh, violence and some of the things these people do. But I questioned the other day, why do they arrest them before they do something and yet let Antifa burn cities for a year or more, including Portland and Seattle and CHOP and all that kind of thing. I mean, there's, so anyway, he's responding to that. But he's simply saying, he said, as a union machinist, I used to support the Democrats, but no more. Their sympathy with anarchy and moral degeneracy is appalling. Today, he said, as you mentioned, it was Flag Day. He apparently wrote this on the 14th. 
I did talk about the flag, but thank you. And we're getting beginning to get letters. We're beginning to get support from this area and from Oregon, Southwest Washington. We need your support and everywhere else. This What we're doing here is not an easy task. I'm not complaining. I thank God for the opportunity, but I do need your help. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Vice President Harris insisted Friday that people can support abortion rights without having to abandon their faith. They're taking this to the next level. Not only are they saying that the Constitution gives women a right to kill an unwanted, unborn child, they are now saying God gives them the right to kill an unwanted, unborn child. Progressives create their own belief system. They claim God agrees with them and use Scripture to prove it. It's impossible to be true to biblical faith and condone, much less lead, the case for abortion. But the president does that. The vice president now is doing it. Nancy Pelosi is doing it. They wave their banner of Jesus Christ, Christianity, and yet they forge forward, not only promoting the gay agenda, which the Bible clearly condemns, but abortion as well, when God himself, through Moses, said, thou shalt not murder. So that's the world we live in today. It's really messed up. The Wall Street Journal, they're reporting on some of, the, some of these things. I wrote an article on this today, and I would encourage you to read it. It's at faithandfreedom.us. It's our website. There are 17 cases remaining from this term on which it's still the Supreme Court still has to issue. There's 16 now because they issued one this morning. But these will be coming out by at least by the first part of July because that's when they go into recess until next fall. I think it's October they they come back and go back to work again. But abortion activists are stricken with fear. I mean, they're panicked. Vice President Harris said on Friday, last Friday, there's nothing about this issue that would, abortion, Roe v. Wade, that would require anyone to abandon their faith. It's simply saying that the government should not have the ability to decide what an individual does with their own body. That's an amazing thing. The enticement regarding God sounds very old to me. I mean, very old, like a conversation that Eve might have had in the garden. Eve, I know that God says we should not murder, but he didn't actually mean that. I know he said that you shouldn't eat of that tree, but he didn't really mean that. God is a good God. You're not going to die, are you? It's the same conversation. More and more, the Biden administration leaders are leaning on their devout religious convictions to sell honest Americans an agenda that is anything but godly or righteous. This is not a matter of faith. Faith, Christian faith, stands absolutely diametrically opposed to what these people are doing. It, they're killing unwanted babies. The Old Testament talks about that. There's instances in there where this was happening thousands of years ago, and it's happening today. Vice President Harris, she says, on Sundays, my mother would dress my sister Maya and me and go to Sunday school at 23rd Avenue Church of God in Oakland, and we learned all these things. And now she said, I'm telling you that this is not going to compromise your faith if you'll support abortion. That's how blatant it is. God help us. 
Thanks for being with me today. It's always a, pl- a privilege and a pleasure. Uh, there's much to say. We'll continue our conversation right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.